0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome into the Beverly Space, Beverly's Place in the Porch and on the Mound. Today we bring you a great presentation, the Master, Dr. Ndugu Khan, and also Mama Yeye Dibha, Alafia Makeda, and Alafia Baba Ogun. And in a moment, we will join Beverly at the table with our illustrious guests. Until such time, be yourself, be water, my friend. Here we got the table. And today we have illustrious guests, Master Dr. Yugu Khan. And we also have Mama Yaya once again on the table with us. And so welcome in the Beverly Porch. It's a divine time. Relax and get ready to enjoy yourself. Thank you for listening.
2: And rising and better love. You are listening to the Truth to Power Show with Beverly and Eric. And we have a special guest with us, two guests, special guests with us today. And we have uh Dr. Khan with us and Mama Ye. How you doing, Eric? Oh,
1: man, that, that uh that water and them birds. That put me right where I uh you know, in a, in a very beautiful spot. I'm feeling good. Thank you so much. How are you? Thank you.
2: Thank us. Great, great, great. I'm I'm excited to talk to uh, our guest today, Dr. Khan. This is his first time on the show with us, so we're glad to have him at the mound table with us.
1: Great honor. Great honor to have both of them, and the master of yeah. them, in, in, mm-hmm. and and uh, yes, it, it ought to be a uh, Quite the table today, and thank I want to thank them in advance for uh bringing us here and uh you know having this uh few minutes to spend with us in their precious time. You know, very valuable to us, and want to make sure we know we love them and appreciate them. So thank you.
2: For well, sure, yeah. I'm going to pull I Dr. Kind up. Dr. Do- please, Dr. Please. Kahn. Thank, thank you for joining us this evening.
3: It is, it is indeed a pleasure, Miss Beverly. Eric, for um, y'all allowing me to be on the show. I'm humbly grateful and appreciative. Well, we appreciate you and the work
2: that you do. Go ahead, Eric.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah. excuse me. Yeah, I I just wanted to let y'all know I was over here. I have a little Danish uh, can of uh, Danish butter cookies, and uh, (laughs) that was my drum this evening. So, yeah, I was... I was putting my fingers to work over here, slapping on. It, it sounded pretty good, actually. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. But without, without further ado, I'm gonna go on mute. And uh, Dr. Khan, please make yourself at home. Welcome, and and Beverly, uh, thank you once again for opening up this, uh, you know, this bomb of case. And then uh, again, yeah, we we can go forward from there. Thank you so much.
2: Okay, thank <laughs> us. All right, uh, Dr. Khan, can you kind of let the uh, people know who you are and what what do you do?
3: Yes, ma'am. Before I begin to address that question, I want to okay. first upon the, the ancestors, the father and mother present to come forth and bear witness to this moment and provide support so that the words that I speak, the action I take, and the intent and the energy put for forth may touch those who are present among us, your audience and those listeners to come, so it may aid them in bringing forth the best version of themselves and to achieve their highest destiny. Amun, may Ra, be satisfied. it. Asher.
1: Asher. Now,
3: asher. now also, <clears throat> I would like to do a little housekeeping before I get started. Uh, let the audience know. Okay. My website is ChikungYourHealth.com, C-H-I-K-U-N-G, YourHealth.com. The YouTube channel is Dr. Ndugu Khan. And, and I also have some gifts for your audience that I would like to give share with them because that, many, many times when we come and share with individuals, they know just how mucked up they really are, yet they're looking for answers. So I we'll have a gift in terms of cravings. Um, a technique for healing yourself and also in terms of letting go of healing old wounds. and I have a, a gift for healers in particular. I am Dr. in Dugu Khan. My background. I have a doctorate in telecommunications, uh, doctors in acupuncture and oil and medicine. also a doctorate in naturopath. I'm also a Reiki master engineer, and I have a whole slew of other certification I have received. Now, my website on the About page, the audience can find out more about me, and also there are videos, and et cetera. Also, I'm a martial artist for the last 50, 51 years, background training in Kung Fu, uh, internal Chi <laughs> Kung, Tai Chi, Park Wa yi, external long fist and our me, as well as uh, Capoeira and Gola. So that's just a brief synopsis about what I do, what I've done. And mm-hmm. also I'm a practitioner in terms of helping others to arrive at a state of wellness and balance, how to reduce stress and tension. Currently what I do is I, I provide private training for individuals and groups who want to move to a space of balance and wellness and how to be in harmony with this environment, with this with this, with this plane that we are on. Now, my first gift and thing I want to talk about is breathing. One of the first thing we do when we come upon this physical plane is we inhale, and the last thing we do upon our departure is we exhale. And in between, we do a lot of breathing, a lot of inhaling, and exhale. Now, most people on the planet today do not breathe properly, not because they don't want to, because of miseducation. Now, some of the benefits of doing deep breathing, let me be clear. When I say breathing, I don't mean the little small breath that most people do. We call that panting, where you inhale and exhale real short and breathe it. That is not really breathing. That's a version of breathing. It is called survival. You're not really breathing. When you breathe, you use your upper and lower diaphragm. And when you do that fully, there are many benefits when doing deep breathing, abdominal breathing. And some of those benefits are they help you to naturally eliminate and reduce pain, reduce anxiety, control anger, alleviate body aches reduce stress, reduce tension, and lose weight. Let me pause for a moment. Let me build a sidebar and say that please consult your health care provider or your physician before making any changes in your diet or physical regimen. And the information presented here in is for educational purposes only. Now, the information I'm sharing with you is not intended to tell you what you should do or how you should do it, but rather to assist you in becoming well and balanced. And as I often say to me and my, my clients, I'm here to help you to remember what you already know. So someone might say, well, how can you say that I already know that? Well, at birth, as I mentioned earlier, we, at birth, when you come here, when you're born, we are breath masters. If you watch a newborn baby or child breathe, that little abdomen will be going back and forth, back and forth. So we out here know how to breathe correctly. Yet it is socialized out of us as we grow up and we start, you know, suck that gut in, stomach in, and we want to look cute and we want to look petite, and we start breathing incorrectly. We start using our upper chest to breathe only and not using our upper and lower diaphragm. So we come here come here as breast masters. So you do know how know this already. It's just that you don't remember what it is within you. So my first gift is, go to my website, and there are 30 videos that you receive, one per week for the next 90 days, three, weeks, three months. And they're easy, simple. Anybody can do it. It took me 40, 50 years to come up with a method to share with someone how to use their breathing, and an ease is simple. anybody can do it method where you don't need me to show you. So you get those free, and you practice those, and it will help you to learn how to
4: re- alleviate
3: and reduce stress and tension in your life. And right now what's growing in the world is a lot of stress and anxiety going on. Yet if you know how to keep yourself balanced, then you can deal with whatever the, the, the world brings to you. That's the first tip. So practice the breathing. One simple way of doing the breathing, you might say, well, how can I do it? Well, simple. If you sit or lay down, posture, iterate, it takes long, deep, slow breaths. That's a simple way how to do it. Yet there are many different techniques and many ways of breathing, and there are some that I teach called the Taoist method or the inverse method or the infant breath. Another one called the Buddhist method or pot belly breathing. Yet a real simple one that you can use just take long, slow, deep breath. Now, one would say, "Okay, then. Well, what, what, what do I gain from taking long, deep breaths?" I'm okay now. I'm alive. I'm walking around. Yes, that, that is true. You are alive. You are walking around. But the question I would ask is, what is the quality of your life? And another question I will pose to you that you should ask is, I would ask is, what do you want? What do you want? And most people cannot answer that question correctly or start saying, what well, I don't want. That's not the question. The question is, what do you want? In ancient Kemet, the ancient Kemet, speak of ancient Kemet, some of my teachers uh, I've had in the past, I've been fortunate to have many mentors and teachers. Uh, one was Dr. Yosef bin Yakanan. I traveled with him to Kemet for a dozen or more years. Uh, been in the presence of uh, elders such as Dr. Alayi Africa, Dr. Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Asa Dr. John Henry Clark, um, and, and many and many many others. So I've been very fortunate to be in the presence of some giants, and it, 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 I've been, I have been blessed. So, by doing these exercises, what do you benefit by doing? This? <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, you will eliminate pain, reduce anxiety, control anger, alleviate body aches, reduce stress, reduce tension, and also to help you to lose weight. Now, uh, I know somebody might say, "Wait a minute! Now you say lose weight by breathing?" Yes, that's correct. <laughs> according to <laughs> according to deepbreathingexercise.com, they say that the average person takes in 12 to 20 breaths per minute, 17 to 20,000 breaths a day, burn 500 to 900 calories per day, which means you can lose up to one to 200 calories per day just by doing deep abdominal breathing, diaphragmatic breathing. And this is something we come into the world knowing. One of the things I often say and I found to be quite true, that every life form on the planet, whether it's insect or mammal, when they are, when they are born, they know what to do, when to do, where to do it, who to avoid, where to go, and where not to go. Yet we as human beings, quote, unquote, the highest life form on the planet, we are completely helpless at birth. It is said that if a newborn baby touched within so many days after being birthed, they will die. Mm-hmm. So that's a hint. That means that we we need interaction. We we can we are not we are not asexual. We not we don't. You said we're supposed to. I don't need nobody. Well, that's not quite true. We need each other. That's something I often say to my clients and students. I say I am because you are, and you are because I am, and you are because you are because I am. Uh, other words, I need you, and you need me. It's taken me 51 years to know what I know and prepare myself to be here in this space, in this place, in this time, right now, communicating and having this conversation with you, preparation. So it's no accident that we are now having this conversation. Now, a year ago, you nor I had planned to be having this dialogue. That means something far greater than you and I have. Orchestrated and plan and schedule it. And I humbly and gratefully embrace this opportunity. And my intent is the words that I speak that will aid you and bring forth the best version of yourself. Another gift i like to share with you is how to go about to heal old wounds, to heal self. Now, if you ask someone right out and say, well, do you love yourself? They'll say, yes, I love myself. Absolutely. <laughs> One of my teachers years ago said, said, look, before you can help anybody, you must first deal with yeah, your home. You got to help yourself. You got to heal yourself before you can help someone else to heal or come to balance or wellness. And as exercise, I would implore that the audience will, will do. And this is real simple. In the morning when you wake up, before you go, wash your face, brush your hair, and look all beautiful and pretty. Close the bathroom <laughs> door. <laughs> look in the mirror. Look yourself in the eye, and you say, "I love." And say your name. Now, when I was first, yeah, really. Okay. So to do this, I said, oh, "Of course I can do this. That. That's easy." The next morning, I went. I couldn't wait. The next morning, I went to the bathroom, closed the door, and. Look myself in the eye, and I said, I said, I, <laughs> and the rest didn't come out. And then I realized I really didn't know. And most folks are in that predicament. They don't realize it. So I would suggest that that's a reality check, a love check on yourself. You exercise in the morning and go see if you can say that. And another thing is this, and in terms of you want to do a check, is that if you have done anything in the past that caused you pain, hurt, discomfort, I imbalance, knowingly and unknowingly, then you don't fully love yourself. And I think we all have rode that horse in the past at one point or another. So do the exercises. Then daily start saying, I love, and say your name. Now, one might ask, him, well, Dr. Kahn, how often do I need to say that? Well, you say it so, so much until it feels, you, you smile when you say it. So you feel good when you say it. And when you arrive at that point, you keep on saying it. In other words, for the rest of your life, you say it. Because many of us have been taught not to love ourselves. Let's let together. Start saying. I love. Start loving yourself. And that's that is something that only you can do. Only you can do. And one of the things, start giving it. Start telling the people in your life uh, that you care about, that you love them. Just say it. Don't expect them to say it back to you. Just say it. Just say I love you. That's one way to, to raise the vibration between you and them. Do with your family members. That's what I did. Years ago, I started saying it with my family members. Whenever we part or we meet, I would say, love you. When I part, I say, I love you. And guess what? Everybody in my family now say that to each other, from the babies the children all the way to the elders. We always say, I love you once we part from each other. So that's one way to help you to heal and help your loved ones, your family to heal. See, there are some things we have the power to do for ourselves. And when I say here about healing yourself, I want you to also start doing things that reflect that. Let your actions support that. The person you love in your life, do some call them and just say, hey, thinking about you. Hey, love you. Or text them. Say you are my mind. I just want you to know just how much I love you. Start doing those things. They have to bring about a change and healing with yourself, your loved ones, and your family. You cannot say that word enough. It never gets old. It always sounds good. You can't get enough of it. So start doing, it, doing those things. And this is what one of my mentors shared with me, and I've been doing it ever since, for decades. And I still do it daily. I wake up doing that. I wake up saying it to myself. Throughout the day, I say it to myself. And when I go to bed, I say it to myself. You want to be committed to you, loving you, because no one can do that for you but you. And when you start doing that, things around you will start to change. And you might say, well, what is the what, what proof do you have to back that up, Dr. Kahn? Well, scientifically, it's been proven. I want you to look up this online lookup, uh, the, the double-slit FLIT Uh, experiment, double-slip experiment. Way back during Einstein days, he said that this this is some spooky physics. This don't work. And it works like this. Let me give you a little brief overview, but go look it up yourself. And scientists got this proton, this proton. You got this hole, got the machine, they're going to shoot this proton through one hole. On the other side of this wall is two holes, one on the right, one on the left. And then and the, there's a third wall. On this wall, they're going to ma- measure the waves or the frequency of the vibration of, that the proton make, and determine if it went through one hole, the left hole, or the right hole, or both. So they shot the proton through the, the first hole, and then they measured it the, on the third wall, and they had two waves, which means that the proton split and went through both holes. They said, no, that can't be possible. We only shoot one proton. It can't go through both. So they did it again and again. They said, now to make no sense, this, this time we're going to observe. We're going to put a camera at the second, at the second wall, and we're going to record this and watch. So they did it again with the camera. And sometimes it went through the right hole. Others, it went through the left hole. They did it again, the same thing. I said Wait a minute. First it went through both, now it's going through left or right. Okay, they said, we're not going to watch. We're going to do it again and observe and look. Did it again, and then they started going through both holes again. The conclusion of the experiment is saying that the observer, the human being, have a, doc, a direct impact upon your physical reality, that we can affect change in our physical reality. And scientists have said that everything is energy. Go look up quantum quantum physics. And they were determined by looking down, down the smallest electron proton to see what's inside. It was empty space, just energy, which is mean everything is energy, vibration. Everything is. So you have the power to create, to shape, and mold your reality. You. 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 You can bring about change. So start loving yourself. Start loving those in in your family. Start telling them you love them, and you'll see a change, a manifestation of a change with them. That's something you can start doing now. The third thing I want to mention is about healing old wounds. You know, many of us, when we get traumatized, and when I, get, when I say traumatized, it be defined that. Anything that causes you pain, stress, discomfort, or imbalance, I'm calling that trauma. So when we get traumatized, we tend to hold on to it. And you might say, somebody say no, I don't. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Remember that first time you got your heart broke?
0: Yeah.
3: As <laughs> <laughs> soon as I said you recall it right away. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I
4: remember yeah. so so. Much.
3: Hurt my, it broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. You you can blame him or her, but I also remember now it was took two two. You chose that person. Nobody made you love that person, or trust that person. You chose to. So it's always two involved. So so, so, if you still think about that and you still don't make you feel good, that means you haven't let go of it. That means you're still holding on to something that happened 25, 30, but some of 60 or 70 years ago. we still mad with that person. And they probably gone. they <laughs> gone. <laughs> but we're still holding to that hurt, that pain. And we are notorious for doing it with family members. We won't let it go. I loan them five dollars. And they ain't, ain't paying back yet. When did that happen? <laughs> 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we hold on to stuff we don't need to hold on to, and when we do, I give the analogy like this: we have this bag on our show, this big old bag, and we drag it around every place we go.
4: We drag it around
3: and don't know it. So, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know where I'm tired. Well, you're dragging that big old bag of a trauma around with you. That's why you're so. Higher. That's why you're having issues in your relationship. That's why when you, you can attract the, the right friends in your life. That's why you can't attract prosperity in your life. That's why you can attract the, the positive relationships in your life, because you're still mad with your best friend that wasn't your best friend, that you thought was your best friend that hurt you. We're still dragging it around. So I want to I wanna share with you this gift on how to let go of that baggage. And it's real simple. And when I tell you how, you say, oh, I heard it before. Like I said before, I'm here to help you to remember what you already know. And that simple thing to do is forgiveness. And you might say, that's kind of, Dr. Khan, that's hard. Yes and no. Yes and no. One of my teachers told me years ago, he said that uh, they said that you have to learn, I have to learn how to recognize uh, and see the unseeable know the unknowable, and hear the unspoken. And believe it or not, all of those are in place simultaneously, no matter what we do. Yet we must learn to see the unseeable, hear the unspoken, and know the unknowable, and we can do that. So when I say yes and no, that's my reference point. The first, first thing I suggest you do is pick a neutral place. See, everything, as my grandmother told me, said, everything starts at home, then it spreads abroad. And that's so true. So the first thing you got to do is deal with you. Fine, don't, don't don't get in your bed. Don't go to your bedroom to you do it, or your sofa. Don't, don't do that. Go to a neutral place. Go to the park. Go someplace where it's quiet. Or go sit in your car. And then you request the younger you, the child in you. Request an audience. Ask them, say, I'd like to have a mission to speak with you about something. And he or she is going to say yes. And then once you do that, you apologize to them. Say that you can say the exact words or something along these lines. You say, you say so-and-so, so-and-so. And you know that, that name you was called when you was a child. The, the only family members know who you, how they call you. That's who I'm talking about. And only you know that individual at that, that name. And once they say yes, you tell your inner child, say, first, I want to apologize to you for any pain any hurt, any imbalance, any harm, or any decision I made that caused those to happen between you, to you and me. And if you, if you accept my apology, I promise you from this day forward, any decision I make, it will not be in haste. And once I make it, I make sure that it's in yours and my favor. That's the first thing I suggest you do. You want to get things right within a child within you and make a promise moving forward. A little side story, I had a, a class I was doing with uh, outdoor daycare. And for those of you know with outdoor daycare, there are many individuals in our community who are outdoors, but they cannot, they don't have the means to take care of themselves. So they live in home care homes and, and all their, their, their basic are taking care of food, clothing, shelter and a place for them to live is, there, is provided, but they cannot take care of themselves. So I went to this class, about 60 individuals, 30 females, 30 males, and I'm saying, and these are individuals who've been living on the streets, who are ex-drug ex, ex, ex addicts, I mean, have some, 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 they had stories that would make you cry if you heard their life story. And these are people are street-wise, so you cannot hustle them. So I was very transparent. And I, I believe in practice transparency. And I told myself, look, I'm not here to give you anything—a secret technique that makes you feel better. But I know some things that will. So I shared this with one, one, one young lady, who was so young. And I actually do the same thing by talking to her child, and she became hysterical. She said, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. He said, I can't do it. They, they had to, the staff had to take her out of the room. She said, I can't do it. Because whatever she had done in the past was so unpleasant, she could not go and ask her inner child to forgive her. Yet about two or three weeks later, she came in all dressed up, and she said, Dr. Khan, Dr. Conn, I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I did it. I did it. I said, okay, okay. do Do you care to share with the class? She said, yes. She said, I had that talk with my inner child, and now we are okay. So I suggest you to you, no matter how unpleasant you you may not want to do it, but have that talk. That's the beginning of your own self-healing. And only you can do that. No one can do that for you. So start doing that. And then I have a whole process I go through with individuals that I do in terms of healing. But I want to give you some little nuggets that you can do on your own. Now, for those who want to contact me, I gave you my phone, well, I didn't need my phone number. Let me pause. Okay. My phone number is 822 821
0: 5426.
3: 832 821. 821. K H A N. Five Four Two Okay. Five Four Two Six. So now, for those who are interested in contacting me, when you do so, please text me in advance and say who you are and refer to this show so I know who you are. Because I don't have an opportunity not to answer phone calls that are not in my contact. So please do that. And then let me skip ahead and come back to this while I'm on the phone number. I have a gift for healers. Now, when I say healers now, if you have to ask me, what is a healer, then this, what I'm about to say, is not for you. Now, I don't mean to be rude. I'm just being, being clear. What's on my website is for you that can help you to heal. But for those who are healers, they know what I mean. Because healers are born. They are not made. Now, you can go learn a healing modality, but don't mean you're a healer. You've learned a healing technique. And you can come very good at that, but it don't mean that you're a healer. A healer is something totally different. It's annoyingness, you know. So one of the charges I've been given by, by the divine ancestors is to heal, is to teach healers. So if you're a healer, contact me. and I have a program specifically for healers. This is a private program, and I will know if you are telling the truth that you are a healer or not. So come to me the way I come to you in my art, in truth, in justice, harmony, balance, reciprocity, propriety, and order. Now, back to the second, healing yourself. So do the exercise with the inner child. That's where you start. And the second thing with that technique is this. I want you to do a general release. And a, and a, a general release. You want to recall anyone in the past that you'll cause, that has caused you pain, hurt, discomfort, imbalance too. And recall the experience. Then you say, I forgive you, so and so, so and so. I release you, and I send love unto you. Then you do a around, cause it always take two. You say, anyone whom I, say your name, has caused pain, hurt, discomfort to you in the past. This individual, I forgive myself, say your name. I release myself, and I send love to myself. So that's, those are the two things. Number two, forgive yourself. Have that talk with the inner child. Ask for forgiveness. And then do that specific release, recall those in one individual in the past, forgive them, release them, to them, and then do a general one in the past, anyone in the past whom you don't recall because there's something that was so unpleasant that you do not remember. That's the way our unconscious mind protects us. So those are the three, the, the four gifts I would like to give to your audience. And the last okay. thing is... There are some daily things I would suggest that you start doing. See, as human beings, I mentioned earlier that every life form on the planet and they know what to do, when, where, and how. The second part of that statement is this, except for us. I believe that we all should receive a manual. They call a life manual. And in it, it tells you what to do, when to do, where to do it, how to do it, who to avoid, and how to do what you're supposed to do. To maintain harmony and balance and to achieve your highest in on this planet while you're here. And so many of us make so many mistakes along the way. And it's not all your fault because you just don't know. As one of my teachers told me, he said, you don't know what you don't know. And one thing I do, while well, I continue them share with you, is that I always keep mm-hmm. this hat in my pocket. And it has across the top, student and bold letters. So, so you said, well, what? what I had a student written on I said, yes. I keep it in my pocket so whenever an opportunity comes for me to learn something, I take it out and put it on my head so I can learn. Okay. So, so in other words, keep your cup empty because when it's full, you cannot put anything in it. There is one way I learned all the things I learned because when I went to my teacher or mentor, my cup was empty. I didn't, I didn't talk about what I knew, how much I knew, and, uh, how good I was at it. No, I don't. I, no, I know nothing. When it's time to learn, yeah. so the things I would suggest you start doing, and to your regimen, to consider is one, breathe in. get those videos, start doing it on a re- regular basis, and start and start doing it daily. The second thing is affirmation. I've uh, given to you already. I love start saying it when you wake up in the morning, at noon, afternoon, when you go to bed at night, and in between whenever you go in the bathroom. When you're doing your business, say, I love. Say to yourself, (laughs) that's a good time to do it, too.
2: (laughs) Right, right.
3: Another thing I would suggest you start doing is this. One thing I didn't know growing up is that the human body requires 92 uh, essential nutrients and minerals daily. Why? Because all diseases are due to a nutritional deficiency. And if we are consuming those 92 essential nutrients, then we would not get sick. This ease would not be our companion. We as human beings, I believe, are not designed to be, be as an elderly, be, be sickly. The body is designed to heal itself. We support it in doing that. It will heal itself. And this particular thing I'm speaking of is called moringa, M-O-R-A-N-G-A, moringa. It's a green powder. It grows in Jamaica, in Africa, in India, some parts of Europe, in South America. Moringa, start using it every day. Give your body what it needs. Now, by the way, anything that that doesn't sustain life is not good for you to consume. So some of that fast food, I'm not going to go down the list because the list is very long. You might want to reconsider consuming it. might want to reconsider that. And also exercise. When I say exercise, I don't mean that you've got to become a marathon runner. But understand that the human body is designed to move. Right now, our body, your body, is constantly making, creating new cells. And that process is continuous, ongoing, even while you sleep. So we are always in our in the a, in a, in a transition process, the body is always changing. So you want to do some exercise. It's no more than walking, stretching. Pick some simple exercises. and I have something I do with, with my clients. I have an elder I'm working with right now, and he's had seven mini strokes. He lost part of his speech, and now I'm working with him to get him back to, to balance. On my, on my website, that's Mr. Lewis. He talk about his condition. He had, he had a stroke. His left side yeah, I saw that. Yes, ma'am. And now Mr. Lewis got complete control of his body. He came in and took Tai Chi with me. It's a little, little, funny story. He said when he came to class on the walk, he said he had to hold up, he had to lean against the wall to stand because he had no balance. He said, Doctor Khan. I said, Yes, sir, Mr. Lewis. He said, Are you sure I'm in the right class? I said, Mr. Lewis. He said, Yes, sir. I said, Are oh, you breathing? Yes, I'm breathing. I said, Well you're in the right class. I told him I said, I haven't learned how to how to raise the dead yet. I said, I'm I'm working on that, but I ain't got that yet. <laughs> you're working on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. I haven't learned that yet. So so and also you want to do exercise and, and get some sunlight, vitamin D. our body needs vitamin D. And I also look at grounding. That's a documentary online called a documentary on grounding. Look at it. Explain it the scientific rationale as to why we should do grounding. We are directly connected to the earth, and it explains that. So I'm not going to, to go into that right now. That's another assignment. There's a book I would suggest that the audience get and read. One is called, it's called Sugar Blues. Sugar Blues. Another one, it says that, We become what we think about most of the time, which I've found to be quite true, and that is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Read read read
0: that.
3: Yeah, read it more than one time. I read it. Read it again. And read it again. I still read it. Read it again. And when you do, you will say, oh, I didn't see it the first time. That's right. You won't. You did. not So read it again and read it again. My point is that you are you are in control of, of, of what your reality is can, can and can and you what you want it to be like. You have that power. You can do that. So on that note, I'm going to pause. And if there are any questions or comments, I'll be welcome uh, to, t- to take them uh, and address them. Let me oh. just say who some of my mentors were. I mentioned Dr. John Henry Dr. Asa Heger, okay. Dr. John Henry- Dr. Ben, but also Dr. Laila Africa, Dr. Paul Goss yeah. and uh, so so. I, I've been students many many times under many different teachers and mentors, and I'm always excited and eager to be a student because I know I'm going to learn something. I'm about to grow. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, I, I I turn back over the, the, the mic to you, Miss Okay. Okay.
2: All right, I, and I do have a hand raised
3: here, so
2: let's go here. Um, yes. uh, Kwame, is this you? you yeah, no I sick? was
4: on mute. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah, up and Better Love, Sister Beth, and Hotel. Good afternoon, Dr. Khan, and. Okay. None about four, and they just did the library at Hunter College dedicated uh, a couple of wings to John Henry Clark because that's where he taught at, you know, and I, I know those elders. And, you know, Mama Sybil and, and Patsy and Dr. Ben, the part that you're sharing, and, and it's most important when you were talking about and getting to know that inner child, and I thank you for that because yesterday – you know, I covering an addict and alcoholic, and that's part of the process that we go through in being able to see ourselves and inventory ourselves and amend with ourselves in order to begin a new journey. And so it's important in how we understand how to love ourselves and that that part of mirroring and being able to speak to that person in the mirror, as Michael Jackson says, you know, it starts with the man in the mirror. And to reflect that which is the creator, because what you're looking at is what the creator has created. You are, I am that source, and which is the creator's work. and here to do the creator's work. And being a helper and doing the part of, allowing information to be shared with others because it's an inside job that we each have to do because you said it, the body is made to live. And we have to understand how to share the tools. First, we have to know how to use our tools to see how we live and how we love ourselves in order to give it to someone else. And I I thank you for being able to share that. And Beth, you know it was really important that, you know, listening to the drums was definitely the heartbeat of the earth. But the other part that you were doing and and I think it was uh Eric when he was saying about the ocean. About the, water. the,
2: the birds. The, the
4: water. The the birds. It's the it was the birds and the thing that I kept mm-hmm. hearing and Thing that happens is there's messages And what we hear If we understand how to hear What the message is Because in that that part of the, the water And that was the seagulls And the seagulls means to behave To adjust your behavior And how you communicate Do not force or argue your way Into anything new for success, and this is what is this is what Dr. Khan is doing in giving us information that is new for our success in becoming the whole human being, and you know it's important and the drum call because you you started it around three o'clock and that's what Brother Ray deals with with the drum call. So all of that is divine order, and and he, he spoke about the Mayat and the truth, justice the reciprocity is is important. The thing that we're seeing is how do these things that a woman gave us, these orders to follow, to keep ourselves balanced, you know, in the order of, of our life. So I thank you for what you're sharing, and especially the breath, because in, in my indigenous elders' teachings, it says the in, the inhale and the exhale and And the inhale is the sacred space, that when you inhale, it enters into the sacred space, and when you exhale, you let out that which was coming from your sacred space. So there's an exchange, and it's how we understand how we breathe, because we're breathing the same oxygen that our ancestors we're breathing when they were here. We're walking on the same earth that our ancestors walked on, and we stand on the the ash and the dust and the bones of decay. That is what this Ina Makar, Mother Earth, is, and we're 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 connecting ourselves to ourselves. So I thank you for sharing the the information. Yes,
3: sir, brother. Otep okay, to you, and thank you for those words, and you reminded me of something I wanted to mention to to the audience. In terms of passing on the knowledge, I am, I mentioned to the healers that's a separate program. I also have training. I'm looking to teach individuals, and this is for those who feel this resonation. They feel they need to know know more about what I'm talking about. I'm going to give a presentation for those who are interested in the training. There's about 100 different things I'm going to train and you get certification in some of those will be qi uh black like Death certification, Chi gong, tai chi, reiki master certification, reiki one, two, and three, uh, breath meditation. So that's a, you'll get ten off the from the beginning on certification. You will get, and after that, it's like ninety other things you're gonna you're gonna gonna receive. And that is a private training too. And the healers can be a part of that training. So if you're interested in the training, text me. At eight three two eight two one, K H A N, and say your name. I heard about you on Blog Talk. I'm investment in training, and I make sure you receive that notice when I give that, that that presentation, so you can be I'll be on board. Again, mm-hmm. this qualifier qualify is not for everybody, but for those who feel this that I need that, this 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 is what I've been looking for. This is what I need. You feel a connection or a poor then text me listen to your name. Blog talk radio. I heard the you on the radio, blog talk, and I'm in lesson training. Put it in a text, and I make sure that you receive the information when I do. Tonight, that noted. Thank you.
4: Could I could I ask you one question? And and I know you're dealing with. You talked about the atoms and cells, and we're looking at we're being attacked at genetic level now. And the thing that I'm, I'm working with and looking at is have you ever heard of the male gene it's spelled m a o a and what they call it is is that they found there's a gene in the human especially in our people but it's it's called the warrior gene and the activation of that gene is what we're 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 having to see our children and the reactions that they're doing and wilding out and this thing because of them overstanding how to turn the frequencies up and to give the right feeding to that warrior gene creates that gene to come alive and, and to, to come out of the persons when they are put in the right situations. And the thing that we're looking at now and, and working with the people I work with in recovery is how do we work with this, this, this genetic modification that they're doing, along with what we got with the shot and the other things that we've been doing. But the male, it's M-A-O-A, and they calling it because it's in your, in your DNA. And it's a gene that's passed through, you know, mother to child, and even the women carry this gene. And so what we're looking at is how can we work with this gene as we, once upon a time, knew how to keep it in, under control. Now, they're using it to activate our children.
3: Okay, thank you, brother, for those words. And you asked me multiple questions. Let me see if I address each one of those. Each one of those. Now, the name male. No, I had not heard that term, but I've heard of the warrior's gene. I heard that term announced before. Now, there are many ways to come to truth, and the way... you. Mm-hmm. They presented that as that one way of doing that. Now, spiritually, our ancestors figured out millennia ago, and Dr. and Professor Small is one of my mentors as well, and Dr. Leonard Jeffries. Uh, Dr. Jeffries said that, he said that our ancestors millennia ago found out how to communicate with the spiritual realm and know what to do, how to do an interface with it. So and that knowledge is still available today. We know spiritually that what this energy is called from an from a African perspective and what are the characteristics and qualities of it. So I, our ancestors figured out millenniums ago in terms of just what they were. And one can find out what that is through divination, through getting the ori, called the ori reading, a head reading. You can find out just what is this energy that walks with you, uh, it's always a dual energy It ain't just one Males got both and females got both And so uh, When I answer the advocates, advocates we must learn how to walk in harmony, to, in harmony In terms of who we are And what we are And when we are out of harmony with ourselves Then we start making a lot of boo-boo We start bumping our heads And people say, something wrong with you? No, just that you're out of alignment Going back to what the on the temples and tombs and traveling Dr. Ben across the top, the, 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 the outside of the tomb, to say that man know thyself, so that you may know the gods in the universe. Goes back to knowing thyself. And when I said, it, what do you want? What is it that you want? And when you get clear on that, you'll know why you're here. You'll know what you should be doing. And when you know what you should be doing, you know where you should not be going or who you should not be around. Everything is connected. Now, your other question about how do we deal with the shots and so forth? And, okay, <clears throat> the, body, the body is designed to heal itself. I think everybody would agree with that. And, and, and if anyone wants proof, when you cut yourself or the scratch, what happens? The body forms a scab in a few weeks, it heal and you, your body back to where it was. So that's the proof. Now, with all these imbalances health-wise, I'm not going to just talk about one. Let's talk about all of them. Probably what you want it from, from, from diabetes to the big C, uh, you know, hyper. I mean, all of them. Because they're all the same thing, a disease. And notice how I said that. So so how do you, how do you address it? It's not, it's not difficult. It's, it's lack of information. The human body is designed to, to heal itself. It takes seven years for the body to renew every cell in your body, from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. What, Dr. Khan? Seven years. So when someone say to me, well, Doc, Doc I'm, I'm, I'm I'm three years in on my vegan diet, I say, oh, very good, hang in there. You got four more to go. Four more what? Years. Because you do it for two or three years or five years. You say, I'm arrived? No, no, no. You're not there yet. It takes seven years eating correctly because, because right now, if you're already in balance. you have eaten a lot of substance that was not life-sustaining. Your body has created cells from this material that's not life-sustaining. So it opened a way for disease to come into your body. So you have to spend seven years eating correctly, thinking positive thoughts, doing those things I suggest you do. This is how you love yourself. I gave you tools to help. I I'll share with you gifts, tools to help you to heal yourself, to help you to love yourself, to get you back to a state of wellness and balance. That's what it's gonna take, no matter what we're dealing with. And and, and and notice that the law of opposites say that they can gonna always be. You know, we call them. Some people call them problems. You know, atrocities. You know, attacks. Yeah, they call, you get all those are valid names, but I call them all imbalance. It don't matter what name you call it. The question is what are you going to do about it? <laughs> See, I, I know we have health issues. I know we got problems. I know that. So I don't, I'm don't. i not coming to reinfort, re, restate what you already know. I'm offering you uh, some techniques that will help that you can do for yourself, and nobody can do it for you. And you don't need me. You don't. Know, you know, don't. Nobody don't need me to do that. So, so yes. So yes, sir. Uh, changing your diet. Do Taking my Changing your thoughts. Getting some sun. Do go. Do go, get, get some detox. I can't get into because I don't have the time. But right. just start drinking some. Drink some. Drink some detox tea. It's cheap. Just start doing that. Do do what you do. Do what your, our grandma told us to do. Clean out your colon. Every quarter, you all know this story here, every quarter when the season changed, March, June, September, December 21st, my grandmother's lining up from school, and we knew the smell when we got to the door of the hall. Cat store. Everybody started crying. Nah, shut up, shut up, line up, give a piece of candy, a couple minutes, and say, right, take this, open your mouth, give a big spoon of castor. Why? I didn't like it, but now i understand understanding it, and I still use it. It was to flush your colon out. If you keep your he- your colon healthy, you will be healthy. And so, no, Dr. Khan,
2: Yes, ma'am. So, so you, so you're saying that it doesn't matter what what they are putting in our cells. You know, it could be um, <laughs> technology, poison, whatever it is. You're saying that the cells is going to regenerate. So we. We put
3: push the bad cells out
2: and nurture the new cells that comes in.
3: Yes, ma'am. In general, yes. Yes, you got to – some other things you got to do. You got to detox the body. You got to mm-hmm. go detox
0: mm-hmm.
3: while we're going through this seven-year process. And I, 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 I didn't go into the detail. I don't, have, I don't have the time. Right, right. I have a – right. but in general, yes, that's what that's what I'm saying. You okay. you have the power right. to yourself. It's just a matter of knowing what to do. And we're not taught okay. what to do because we, we can't, ain't, won't, never will. And that is not true. It is true if you believe that and embrace that is true. I'm not telling you what I'm going to do for you. I'm saying what you can do for yourself. And the only reason why most people have it done because they don't know. I've been fortunate to be around, like I said, some, some excellent excellent teachers and mentors who who, who, who tolerate all my questions. I ask questions, and they answer mm-hmm. my questions. They saw something I didn't, I didn't know it was in me. It was getting me ready for what I'm doing right now. And by the way, this is not something that I wanted to do. <laughs> no. Okay. Not, now I did volunteer for this job.
0: <laughs> right. If I
3: hit my way, you know, work. Works. Yes, ma'am. If you had my way, nobody would know me. <laughs> right. But I understand okay. who. What? 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 The assignment comes from, so I I I'm obedient and I do, do it. I embrace okay. it. So, yes, you can heal yourself by doing the right thing. I'll be giving some tools to get started. If you, if you need to set a separate consultation, I'm available. And, you know, just by okay. the I've given, and I will do that presentation and make it available. So maybe do a Zoom and you know, many you can, can tune in and give that presentation and address questions so they can find out exactly what is it's available. And like I say, okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I got some tools. I have a detox, pro, a 7-day detox. Well, New Body is on the website. You can go there and start using that to help get you started. The herbs are there you can start using. So a lot of information is already out there. And you don't need me to do the seven-day detox, but if you have questions, I'd be glad to address those questions. Look, you, and, and you also said, have
2: breathing, too, right,
3: on yes. your website. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying mm-hmm. you have the tools to bring about change and healing in your life. If that is what you want to do. Okay. You're you're not by yourself. The, 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 uh, now, you, you heard the story. say so when you hear the, the story of the lion and the hunter, the hunter is always the hero. Why? The hunter is the one telling the story. Yeah, you know, if you heard mm-hmm. the story from the lion perspective, the the yeah, lion would be the hero. Mm-hmm. So, under, so so consider where you, the source from which you get your information from.
2: Consider okay. that. I okay. And uh, and and I and I know that you have to uh, go, uh, Doctor Khan. But I also have Mama Yaya on the line. How are you doing, Mama? Yeah, uh, yeah Is I'm saying right I do. Here? Yes, you. See. i you will say it right now.
5: I've
3: been. You question so I will.
5: No, stay, 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 Bevel. You know, uh, uh I okay. want, I, I wanted do. Mama Be I wanted Mama Beverly to check to see if anyone else had a question for. Dr. Khan, because you know, like like you said, time's not running out because you can really spill on over to whatever it is I had because you know, um, uh, definitely it's especially the brothers because Dr. Khan and I work very closely together. I'm from Houston, Texas, so I'm always there. And I, when I get brothers, males, most especially when they're referred to me by the females, they uh, say, "Well, talk to my husband, talk to my boyfriend," and after I finish my my little initial conversation with them, the person I'm going to send these mails to is Dr. Khan, and because Dr. Right. Khan has a mail program that speaks about the uh, below-the-navel brothers, okay? So, therefore, they start asking me questions about the below-the-navel, and it's, I can't answer. I can in a medical sense or uh, naturopathic sense, but they, they get it from a brother uh, that has the same parts. I definitely refer them to Dr. Khan. So I wanted to make mention of that so he can definitely move on in some minutes uh, past me if it's okay. So, Doc, I want to just uh, also uh, speak on the fact that you, you've given them so much, a great deal of information and um, to cover, you know, like all this cannot be done just by them looking at your website and picking out this, picking out that, and I, I saw that you gave your information, but also have you spoken on how also they can go through these healing exercises through the male's and the young boy's right of passage, like I, I will be speaking about the women and the girls.
3: I go. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Ba. Uh Yes, I do have a boy's rights and men's rights of passage. And uh, talk about that in the sense that it's not mine. I'm a facilitator. But this process comes from the African ancestors. Our ancestors knew that when at a certain age, at adolescence, that is when the human body started transitioning from a child to an adult, they knew that the person on the other side of that, 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 that change would be a man, a young man, or a young woman. And they had things in place to have trained them. So once they go through that process of adolescence, they'll know who they are because they're going to change physically and mentally. And so, yes, a righteous of is for that. The brothers who have boys, uh, we encourage they go through it with their son to help them to bond more with their son and also with the male. A uh, part of that training I mentioned earlier, how they're going to come, uh, a male, when the males going to meet and we have a male session where we do we talk. And that righteous pastor is going to be able, one of the things gonna be offered in that with the men. And the of passage for the women will be a part of that, which Dr. Sabah Will take care of that. So yes, that is available, and, and, I, and, and, and a lot of a lot of you know young brothers we have been influenced by the West, and I'm gonna give this analogy by that statement is this. There's an old saying the elders used to say, coming up. They say if you stand by an outhouse long enough, you would eventually smell like it. And for the young folks who don't know what an outhouse is. It is what you call a commode. <laughs> well, a shed build You go in, close the door, get up on it, take care of your business, you come out. But yet it smells like the commode before you flush it. That's an outhouse. Before you had, before you had bathrooms in your house, and the commode, the commode was house outside, away from the house, and they call it an outhouse because it was shaped like a little house. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so so we We, God, have a, yeah. we do have a right to pass With men And so a lot of young men Take on the western I, The analogy of the outhouse Because of what I'm going to say next We're taking on the perspective of other people And those perspectives That those perspective serve us well Because we're taught Oh you're a man now I mean when I got 18 you're a man. I said, wow, when I get to be 18, some, something's going to happen. There's going to be a surprise, a celebration, a drum roll. <laughs> you know, the guys to open. Up. Something big don't happen. Nothing happened. <laughs> man, where Man, there was all these expectations. Like I was supposed to know something. Already, like when I get 18, I'm supposed to know it. I didn't know what they're talking about. You're a man now. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> So that's what the righteous success is about. So you'll learn what that means that you are a man. So a lot of young people learn on their, their own by hip, by, by crook and miss, and they think they know, but you really don't know. You qualify to be a man. You're a male. That's qualification. But there's something you have to be taught. That's not my words. It's just nature. That's just the way it is.
0: And you, you,
3: can do it, you can do it the hard way and do it the easy way. Now, I became who I am because I sought out teachers and mentors because I knew I didn't know. I did not know. And I've had uh, elders who was like my grandfather who answered my little silly question. And they were silly. And they tolerated me. And they answered my question. And they gave me insight. And from them, I was, they was teaching me how what to be like when I became them. They were teaching me patience. They were teaching me understanding. They were teaching me how to be humble. Teach me humility. And I learned from being around them. They never said those things. But then I said, oh, remember I said earlier about the, you got to recognize the un uns, unspoken, hear the, hear the unspoken, know the unknowable, and see the unseen? That's what was taking place when I was in their presence. When I was in the presence of yep. these teachers, Dr. Clark, and, and, and 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 Francis Crestwells and all of them. They, they was t- they was teaching me in terms of when you speak, don't just give your opinion. Nobody wants to hear your opinion. Why? Because everybody got one. They like what you. It's like yo, but you know what? Everybody got one. They 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 teach, teach me when you speak, have something back there with. Don't just don't just don't tell me how you feel. Everybody got feelings.
5: Okay, let's okay. okay. see.
3: So that So that, that, that's, yes, yeah, so yes, Rites of Passion is a part of it, and that'll be a part of the program where the, those hundred things I'm going to teach for those who get in the program, they will learn all those things. And and, and also the healers can be a part of that program too, and that will be in their own separate program as well. So I'm okay. just putting out the, those who say, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I need, okay, I'm just being obedient and following instructions, putting out there. So those who hear this, contact me, 832-821-KHAN, text me your name, say I heard much on Blog Talk and I'm, I am interested in the training. And give me your Thank email, you. and I will notify you when I do this presentation. That's okay. Oh, yes.
5: Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you for that. I, I yield. All right. Thank you, Dr. Khan. We appreciate you.
3: Miss Beverly, thank you, and I salute you and your spirit and your ancestors, what you are doing. And, you know, those of you who are into communication, I say you all make this look so easy. It's like turning <laughs> water on. It just flows.
0: <laughs>
3: you, all are, you all are truly masters, and I, 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 I appreciate that because I don't know if I could do your job. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I, I have to learn, but it ain't the same thing. So you love doing That's it. a difference. And I salute you for mm-hmm. doing it, being, a, being a medium that others like myself come and speak and pass on this information. So I salute you, and I, I recognize you, and I see you. And I, I send a okay. lot of energy and love to you to keep doing it. I yeah. Hear this from others, mm-hmm. but you all appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank,
2: Thank you. Thank us uh, and thank us. Uh,
5: yeah. mama, yay, yay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, I wanted to apologize to uh the drummers and uh to brother Afrique. I call him Afrique and he said it's okay, I keep forgetting this Ari, uh that I didn't have my drum today. It's in, it's still kinda of put up. But um I That's okay. possibly I will have it next time. And so uh just so I uh, just so um we're so blessed to have Dr. Ndigukan uh on your on your platform and he ha- he has a wealth of knowledge and information and so I just so appreciate uh you inviting him to this platform. I know people got a lot out of it. So yes, ma'am, I'm here and I just say I shake greetings to everyone and the, And the family out there in the cosmos, cosmos, I give thanks and praises for this blessed day to allow us to come together and share together and be together and respect each other. And so I just give thanks and praises for this time and this space. And I thank you, Mama uh, Beverly. Thank you. You're so welcome. So, okay, what I want to speak about today is, is like a continuation of some of the things that I touched on uh, the first show that I was on with you all and then the, also the last show I was on with you all. I want to keep to like a topic I was speaking to a brother every, uh, earlier and say, you know, because it's Libra kind of a scale that I carry, uh, sometimes she wants to go to the right of the scale and then go to the left of the scale. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep a balance today. Um, so therefore, uh, when I speak about my my primary uh, concern is sisters, women, and like my organization, Women in a Circle of Healing dot com, that uh, we come together in a circle to help to heal the sisters first. Because if you you know the old adage is that you heal you heal a woman, you heal a female, you heal the nation. So therefore, let's concentrate on the women. I want to first talk about the divinest of the sisters. The sisters is the original divine mothers, other than Mother Earth, the women in the villages on the continent. Well, I want to say also, before I start talking about that on the continent of what we call Africa, which is not the original name, is that why do we call that our home whereas we have seeded the earth? We seeded the planet. So why do we concentrate and say the continent of Africa is our home? Well, we looked at it, I'm not saying us today in the 21st century, we looked at it long ago that, yes, the earth belongs to the highly new uh, melanated people. But when we say that our home other than earth is the continent of Africa, our our people, to say the least, looked at the continent as the Garden of Eden. That's why the continent, Mother continent, we look to her as our garden. And what's happening in this garden today? You have it is called the the well that never empties. Why is it called the well that never empties? Because people are still digging and getting stuff out of the well. So the continent of Africa, Ethiopia, this whole area that we call going home, back home to Mother Africa, is because we saw it as Eden. Even though we seeded this planet, like people make pilgrimages. When I was in Islam. Um, you know, uh, and I was in Washington, D.C., and I was in Islam, many, many, many of us went to Mecca as a pilgrimage. And not knowing that, okay, you go going to Mecca, you want to turn slightly <laughs> to Mother, go to Mother Africa, deep into Mother Africa, because that is our true garden, the Garden of Eden. So let's come back to the women and the divine. Women and the divine meaning that in our villages, in in our areas, in our spots, in the Garden of Eden, what we call Africa, the mothers were the ones that told the story. The it was the mothers, it was the female, it was the they were the griots. The brothers were the ones that was going out doing what brothers do, what males do. Who gave birth? The sisters gave birth. They're first with elder women. They're first with the female female society. Constantly putting into that child the oratory, the oral history, the oral her story into the child. Who do they get it from first? Not the father. Not the grandfather. Even the males get it from the mother. And it was the mother that held and knew the stories, the divine stories of creation and beyond. So when I talk about the new African woman and the divineness of their spirit, I'm speaking about we being the original mothers to tell our story through spiritual divineness. Now, when the invaders came through and saw that and took from it, and took it back to, they switched everything around. When they switched everything around, because they had no respect for the female, they didn't have respect for the mother. They took on the storytelling. They took on the her story and turned it into his story. And when he took her story and turned it into his story, then everything got turned up side down. So therefore, the female, even their own females who wasn't privy <laughs> to any of the information that this traveler had, when they were pushed aside or put them to the Tower of London or wherever they housed them, in, incarcerated these females, the males got together and said, oh, we will give them not motherly love because they don't house the mothers and put them somewhere else, we're going to give them the fatherly love. Fathers is the one that loves them. So we're saying Kofa, I'm saying Kofa to this day, in the 20th century, 21st century, to let our sisters know let's get back to her story so we can get the real story of her divineness. And so like Dr. Kahn has, for not just males, but everyone, I have the same thing in the Egbe, Oberens Egbe Titilola, my ministry, as well as Women in a Circle of Healing. Women in a Circle of Healing is open to the public for women. Oberens Egbe Titilola is likely uh, private. It's pretty much the private African-based ministry. So we have two two things going on here. Women in a Circle of Healing is speaking about these things that affect our sisters, just like affect, Dr. Khan was saying, that affect not just the brothers, the sisters, and all of us, and especially our children. And the brother asked the question, how can we, it's almost as if how can we save our children from these, um, these things that's going on in, in this world? How can, how can we get them back or how can we uh, help them, you see? Examples is the best teacher. And I always would say, especially to my children's father, who, of course, didn't listen, I have boys, not girls, say that these boys are not going to listen to what you say. They're going to look at what you do. And with my sons being the age they are, two of them in their 50s, one in their 30s, they're saying, he's saying to this day, you said that that they didn't ever want to listen to what I said. Don't do this. Don't. I gave the example of my brothers. My brother is 75, one just turned 74 the other day. And when they were um, teenage, young, not even teenagers, and back in the day when my father and his um, brothers used, used to bring, you know, this strange smelling cigarette, we call, oh, daddy got, he bought some really stinky cigarettes. You know, I don't like the smell of these cigarettes he's smoking in that room. So he was always in the bathroom and nobody could go in there, but this cigarette kept coming underneath the door. And it's like, that don't smell like the cigarettes he usually smoked. And eventually he would have my older brother go back there with him, and he would say, like, bring me a match or something like that. Then he would have my older brother go and light his cigarette, and he would tell him, you better not draw on it. Just put it on the... Turn on so, the stove, put it on there, light it, and just, just bring it here. I bet not. You bet not be wet. You know things like that. And so eventually, uh, my brother would, got older, and my father would have him back then. He would help my. He. I found out later, years later, just not talking to my family. high hear brother, and he's telling me what they was doing. It was called cleaning seeds, and people know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. I'm saying that. My, sister, my my brother ended up doing what my father did. So our sons and and our male children, how can we help them? Examples. What examples are we putting in front of them? Especially boys, they bold. They want to try stuff out. They want to, you know, experience it. So you you want to sister, you want to put the, the strongest, most positive brothers around your sons. You want to put them wrong. You, there are some. There's many, many, many brothers that's that, that way, you see. And those of us that was raised in this type of house, that I was raised in, like that, then what we do is we 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 take that. Like myself, I'm one of uh, ten children, and we had seven with us. I'm one of ten children. I'm the only child in my family that has never did drugs. I've never drink drink alcohol. I never. I was the one that I guess flew over the cuckoo's nest and it was a movie called The One That Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and I was the only one out of 10 children that visited. I was very, very close to my mother and she kept me very, very close to her. And I thank her to this day, they're all gone, but I thank her to this, for this day for protect, protecting me. So what I'm just saying is that examples, 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 and if we don't have it in the family and don't have it in the community, there is somewhere. Like our community center, Shape Community Center in Houston, where you know my family built and my cousin runs it to this day, is that we took our children. I grew up, you know, in and around Shape Community Center. <clears throat> my sons, they grew up there. They was first uh, boot dancers that was there. But I'm saying there is someplace, there's somewhere, a dojo, a boxing ring some place that we can take our boys, our sons, and some places we can take our girls that we can get them away from. You know, we had the after-school program. I was just talking to the brother earlier that was saying that my brothers, the little brothers that grew up with my, my father, but my brothers entered something called ROTC. The ROTC at that time was in high school. And, you know, the machine shop and the the carpentry, it, it, that was in high school. If you plan a school today with those tools in there to teach young males, you, you are truly blessed. So if they're not in high school, so what do we do? We create them. We have, People have shops. You have a old barn. You have a garage. You have something that you can start something in and around that community, that area. And assist these young men to learn these tools. And yes, the social media—we didn't have social media back then. But social media can grab hold of these children. And we and people should not worry about. Never worry about the uh, thing that they're talking about—critical race theory. That that to me is just just another tool for, uh, you know, uh, having our people have something to discuss or argue about. And because these children mm-hmm. today, these young people today. You don't have to try to force any critical race theory in school, which is not taught in elementary and middle school and high school anyway, but you don't even have to discuss that. They have something we did not have. We have Britannica uh, encyclopedias. (laughs) They Mm -hmm. have social media. (laughs) Right. Anything these children want to learn, guess what? They could be in in anywhere walking down the street with a cell phone and most of them have iPhone. I see I have Android. I ain't getting no iPhone. <laughs> so they can get on their phones and they type up any theory, critical or non critical, they want to. And the more you try to hide this 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 history and her story from our children, the more they're gonna search. So I don't be, be concerned about them arguing back and forth about putting it in, taking it out, taking it out, putting it in the schools. I'm not concerned about that because these young people have their fingers on the pulse of this whole society called social media. So when I speak about the diviners, I, I want to talk about the sisters carrying their own tote bags like Sometimes you'll hear me say, "Baba, Doc was speaking about the bag that, you know, somebody dragging something, and that's that trauma. Well, who carries more trauma in them than anyone? It's the quiet mothers. We suffer in silence. We carry bags so much. And every time you look up, another family member in the call, okay, that goes in the bag. This baby, something that happened to happen, this baby, that goes in the bag. You know, this person's coming and crying about what's a man and the, that goes in the bag. And her bag gets so filled, that tote bag gets so filled up, she ends up being called in the community the bag lady. The bag yeah. lady. Don't you mind? Because <laughs> all she yes. done is put all this, not just her trauma. We said, Doc was talking about your trauma. It's my trauma, his trauma. No, no. The mothers, the women, the females, they put everybody's trauma in the tote bag until it gets so heavy she just called the bag lady There she goes again, walking down the street with all the bags, and what's in it everybody's trauma she don't even have enough room to put on so we have I have exercises, and when they when when we talk about me uh teaching dance and drums and percussions and things of that nature. My main focus is the dance that I work with with sisters, especially those of them that's carrying around their tote bag. It's called To Dance in Trance. This is the name of one of my workshops, To Dance in Trance. What does that mean? It's to dance in trance. Remember the Soul Train line? You have people on the right and people on the left. And then you got this opening, this, the Soul Train line. And so right. right. Each, so in my, in, with my Soul Train line, okay, I have sisters on the right, sisters brothers, but mostly sisters because this is a sister workshop. Sisters on the right, sisters on the left. We make a Soul Train line, right? And so I the person, the kind of music that is played, the drums, that is played, the percussion, the bells, the chimes, they come through there. And I don't have to say nothing. I don't have to do anything with them. They just start going into this little self-induced trend. Before that happens, we're in what? We're in a circle, sitting on the floor or sitting on a mat, and I'm taking them through meditation. And with that meditation, before we get up and form our soul train line, they're already there. It's less than five minutes. So this is one of the workshops. And to do that, once we come out, then we start talking and speaking about what they saw, what they experienced. Some of them don't even know they had went through the, through the soul train line. <laughs> they don't even know they had this. <laughs> I had one sister that came. This was an African dance workshop I had. And, and uh, one one lady that was coming to the African dance West African dance workshop that I had, she brought a friend of her. She said, I want you to meet me. You know a friend of mine named Miss Gloria. Oh, yes, Gloria, welcome. You know, and I and I, I automatically grab a lapper and wrap it around the person because I think she's bringing her friends so she can join the the dance, right? So I wrap her with the lapper. and so she said, "Well, what's this? Why are you wrapping me?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you're not here to join us for the dance, for the for the dance routine." She said, "Oh, no, no." She started taking the lap off, right? And she put it to the side. It was one of my best ones. You know, it's my mud Wait, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> you know, he only taking it off my clock. Oh no, you can't drop that. She dropped it on the floor. I'm like, oh lord. Mm. And I just forgive her, ask her to forgive her. So I said, fold it up and said, it's okay. You don't have to join us. You don't have to. We started doing the African dance workshop, right? And she said, well, I can't. She said, I'm not allowed to to dance, and not not just this dance, any dance. She said, the church I belong to, we don't dance. It's against our religion to dance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, you serious? She yeah. said yes, and so please, please forgive me though that I may get the church name wrong or that that denomination wrong. I think she said something about it, the Church of God of Christ, Christ and God in church. You know, something similar to that mm-hmm. forgive me if I'm
0: mm-hmm.
5: misquoting mis- her. But I tell you, Mama, when the when the brothers was playing the drums, you, you hear, I don't have to say nothing. You know, the drummer's just on yeah. the matter. See, I know.
2: It's gonna make you she
5: move. It. it's against it's against my religion to dance. These I said, okay, we like we're like So when that started and they jumped up there and we started dancing, I didn't even have to tell them, so they knew what dance was gonna do. This one started petting her feet, petting a little bit. We didn't pay any attention but mm-hmm. I'm just kinda looked over. She started petting her feet after the third third uh dance. Then she started moving her legs. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. She started moving her legs And you know she started sitting in the chair She started going left, right, left, right, left With the drugs on That's what She grabbed the mud cloth She didn't know how to tie it So she tucked it down in the skirt <laughs> She tucked the mud That's cloth in the skirt I have pictures of I have pictures of We just cracking up we don't, You don't say nothing they're going to do what you do. They're going to do what you do. And it was just a, and this lady had hugged me so tight. You know, she, she, was, she, she hugged me. She was bigger than me at the time. She hugged me so tight. She said, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Queen, because I can called me Queen Malika. Thank you, Queen. Thank you. She said, I didn't know. I, I didn't even realize I had got up. So she was like that's in what the I mean.
2: church in the sanctified church when you when <laughs> they say you catch the Holy Ghost.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and man, she tapped us the, the tapping feet. I keep looking over there and I'm dancing, with the, <laughs> yeah, look. I said, Uh oh, something's happening <laughs> you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And the phone, I know it, Mama, she had grabbed that mud cloud she couldn't tie it like I had it tie. But she stuffed it down in her skirt and up on the floor she was going. And we just, we clapped, we clapped, we hugged her, we clapped. And, you know, I said, we don't want to disrespect your belief. And I never do that. I never want to do it. I don't make people do anything. You don't have to make them. It's the spirit. It's the spirit within you. It's the ancestor spirit that's going to move you. And even mm-hmm. if you try to fight it, it's still going to move you. Yeah. So I talked about the, the tote bag, how much trauma we carry in our tote bag that feels over to you just being the bad lady, you know, living the, living at, on the side of your divine self. That is your divine self, your divine right. When I say the word divine, I'm I'm speaking about the side of the goddess. And I spoke with, you know, I have not preached in a lot of churches but taught in a lot of churches. And when I'm up there, when I used to be up there on the uh, pulpit, then uh, close to the pulpit because at one time they wouldn't allow women to preachers or, you know, pastors, females to be on a pulpit. <laughs> so I basically, you know, my, my talk be uh, concerning the pastors and the deacons, reverends, and bishops that were there. It's not the parishioners. It's not any anybody that's sitting in the seats. And so it's them. And about, you know, at the third time, I was never invited back. That's quite all right. I got my point across. So because when, when people speak about the God, you know, God and he will deliver you. Trust him because his will. I say, well, if you speak about God, I'm going to speak about Goddess, And if you're going to talk about him, I'm going to talk about her. Because it is only him, and that's those travelers that went over there, looked on the walls, took the stories grabbed the information, went back to their abode, their places, which turned everything upside down, pushed her aside, and placed him up front. So those of us that have the divine information, which means the information of the created life force, those that give life, those that enhance life, those that push the positive out of your life into the world into the village into the community that life that is divine and not that other one we're talking about mother we're speaking about the divine the little girl we're speaking about the young lady that has that within her and don't even know it and we won't even get into fusion of what's going on with our children that's going to have to be a really a different talk because that's a big one. That's a big one. So we're gonna stay on the on the point about the divineness in women. I I'm finishing up a book that I I've, I've written. I started writing. I've got to finish it up uh, this this summer to be done by this summer, and it's called African Spirituality and the Divinity of Women, Mama Beverly. I'll definitely will give that back to you. I'll give you that. Um, uh, okay.
0: Um,
5: thing again, and I'll make sure that you get a copy of that. I have I have five books so far. I'm, I'm republishing those. I'm also Reiki master. So I also do the initiation of Reiki because Reiki is basically initiation of coming into the tools that you have within you. And, you know, people have been doing Reiki, we call it Reiki because that's the system in which we were taught, that particular system. But you know it as, and our audience know it as, the laying on of hands, yeah. The laying and who used to lay their hands on you, and the warmth came from your hands it felt so good. You didn't want her to take the hands off you.
0: <laughs> That's right.
5: We call it the laying on of hands, but they put it in a they put it in a system to learn for the 20th century, 21st century, and they call it Reiki. And it's just the Reiki is another word for chi, which is another word for energy, which is another word for what? Divine. So I do the same with sisters, the initiation of them, the going through level one, two, and three, and knowing those, those, those um, signs that you do, they have to place your hand on a person to allow them to heal. And first of all, you practice on yourself. I told all my children and grandchildren, they're going to be my little guinea guineas,
4: and <laughs> I'm going to
5: practice on you. <laughs> You're going to be my mommy's little guinea guineas. Is that okay? Yeah, mommy. Because I was doing it. Mm-hmm. We were doing it anyway. Come here and let mommy kiss it, you see. Let mommy right. put my hands on you, you, then we Give me a hug. <laughs> give me a hug. Let mommy, come get mommy a hug. And then while you hugging mm-hmm. them, People used to yeah. do this. They used to pray for you while they hugged you. Yeah. And you felt warmth Warmth came from that. That was the mother divine. That was the call of the chi, the energy, the ka, the reiki. So we teach you how to move that energy around and how to take it to the place that is needed. And that is a tool that I also teach sisters. And you used to be... You know, the uh, you see this in very dramatized in some of these movies and some churches that you you know, these T V evangelists and people like that and they will put their hand on top of somebody's head, they heal and walk mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. this, you know, these people these people they took Reiki, they took the classes. Yeah. But they yeah. they that's what they've done. Mm-hmm. But what they did was, because in some states I, I they say I can't use the Reiki unless I'm ordained. Well, I'm way past that. I'm ordained, licensed. I've got all that. So right. in some states they won't allow you to use that in churches until you get that certification. And so these these preachers that use that, they dramatize it so much. They are, are Reiki masters, but they don't mm-hmm. tell you that. They don't, but they are, that's what they are. I want to say this one thing. Someone said something uh, last time or the time before that, and it's concerning uh, African spirituality. I think it was concerning the African spirituality I was speaking about. And I was wanted to just let them know that when we talk about, you know, ourselves, uh, what we, the original people, and the, the original um, highly melanated new people on this planet, and looking at our Mother Eden, and some people had when I was talking about how they went to the continent, the Mother Eden, and they went there and sit there and observed the young males going through the malehood training, and and they wouldn't allow them to see the girls; they just allowed them to see the young boys that was coming into adolescence, and becoming a man. And it wasn't called a rite of pass rite of passage; it's a 20th century uh, term. They had their own terms. So they were these three or four a Caucasian that came and sit there for two years and study this. And then when they went back to Europe, then they started something called the European Boy Scouts, Boy Scouts of Europe, mm-hmm. Boy Scouts of Britain. And that transferred from the Boy Scouts of Britain to the Boy Scouts of America. And that was because they went and they learned those tools. Like my, like I said, my brother was in the ROTC, and what he did was when he went to the ROTC. I was letting the brother know earlier. He went into the ROT. We went to the Boy Scout. He was in the Boy Scout cookhouse, One of those, and they went into the woods. They took them out, you know, to, to learn to do what they were taught to do. And out there, they couldn't take any matches. They couldn't take any lighters. The commander didn't even have a lighter. I'm calling him commander leader. And they told mm-hmm. these boys they have to start a fire with what they had around them. And so brother and I earlier was talking about, you know, Virgo and Leo and, you know, that. the Leo, the lion, you know, he's full of fire. And I say, but one element within that fire is something that keeps that fire going. What is that? What is that? That's oxygen. And so these boys had to had to start a fire with what they found around it, to flint it up and do whatever. My brother ran home, he fired. I was the one that started the fire. He said, oh, yeah, of course you had matches. And, no, no, we couldn't use matches. What did you use? Did you use those pieces of wood? The spark? brothers that's on here, listening to me. They, they already know this because so they probably did it too. And my brother mm-hmm. was explaining to them how they had to put stuff together to start this fire, and then they had a little bit of smoke, right? But it was going out. So, oh, no, no, it's going out. So they blew on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. The commander was guiding us. Yeah. Just blew on. You see? You know and and more and more, they step in. That's enough. Step back. It's almost like a, a sister giving birth. You push, and they say, stop, stop, stop. Stop. Don't push no more. Just hold. Just wait a minute. I can't. It's coming out. I've been ready. To... No. Mm-hmm. Just... Don't, don't push no more. Just hold. You know? So the commander would tell them, just wait, wait, wait. No, don't blow no more. And then little by little, all of a sudden, they have a flame. But what helped that fire? So whatever element it is, something else. Has to be a part of that element that gives spark to that element to make it grow. And so we of us that know what we know to share what we need to share have to just give that little spark to the person that just needs that little nudge, that little push. We do not recruit. I don't recruit. Doctors don't doc, don't don't recruit. We're not recruiters. Like we don't go out and recruit. My sister was a Jehovah's Witness. I used to say, I want to tip my hat to you and give you a hug because, honey, I commend Mm -hmm. commend and respect your sister everything. You hear me? (laughs) I mean, I respect my sister so much that she got out there 7 o'clock in the morning every Saturday. She's gone now, but Mm -hmm. every Saturday, she would get out there with her group and they would go and you know, teach the word, or give you the little book, or the little thing, right. and right, watch, watch she would say, Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. And they would diligently go and do this work, and you know, I, I, I applauded her for that. But I, I said, I can't do, I can't do that.
0: Mm-mm. And
5: so I just really, I really can't do. That's not in my spirit to go that way. And in African spirituality, Mm -hmm. we do not do that. We don't recruit. What we do, we we adhere to the call that was given to the person to seek out the teacher that was given to them to seek out. And it could be us, us, it could be you, it could be anyone else of the holy, the divine, and their ancestors will let them know who to seek out. And when they say, when the when the, uh, student is ready or the, the teachers ready, they're going to find each other, some kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and they find each other, and a lot of them have found us. They say, well, you don't have a sign. I say, I'm not Miss May. I'm not Miss Alice that has a big old sign out, out front with a hand on it and an eye drawing in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm. They say, come
5: to me. <laughs> come to me. I know you would never see, see that. You come up to my house, you wouldn't even think anybody lives here.
0: <laughs>
5: so we when it comes to African spirituality what I say is that the spirit that has to lead you not a person I don't have anything against anyone that goes out there and put their feet to the ground and go to do the work that they were called to do but in African spirituality basically we don't ever do that we allow the spirit to send the person to the person they need to be sent to I say I say Yes, yes. yes. Wow. Please. Very powerful. Yes, yeah. If there's any questions or the any comments, of course at this time, uh I could hear before I go on and do my conclusion, but I just want to, you know, put that out there. One last thing about the girls and, and women writes the passage when I was speaking mm-hmm. about it, we have I have orientation. Orientation should be and it always is free to the public to come to listen to orientation. And some of the questions, I wrote down the questions because some people, some mothers and people have questions that you um, they want to ask. And I always tell people, especially when I have my conferences, there's no such thing as a dumb question. A lot of people have been beat up, and I know I was one of them mm-hmm. uh, in the past, by lecturers and, and people that's on the uh, podium, and you stand up, they give you the mic. <laughs> And you ask your question and then by the time they finish, you know, putting you down and beating you down right. the next thing they, they don't want to ask the question. I'm like, Oh Lord, what have I done? What why did I have to be one You experienced that moment. <laughs> yes. So yes.
2: Yeah. And, and I I Good. have a question. Yes. What ma'am. age what age uh Is it to have a young lady, a young girl, to go into the rites of passage? Is there an age limit?
5: Well, it's never a limit, but there's an age beginning.
0: The
5: age age beginning, I started with um, young ladies that were between four and five years old. The reason Mm -hmm. I'm saying that is because... Um, and they, these, I mean, these are the big five. They're not going to be crying for mommy and, and it's not a babysitting you know, session. Mm-hmm. So those of them that is, you know, that is that is ready, the mother will know. So four, five, six, seven. So I would take the, the five-year-old, I would take them all the way up to uh, being like the eight-year-old. Okay, five, six, seven, eight. Then I would go from the nine-year-old to going into the adolescence, that's 11 and 12, okay? Because some of our nine-year-olds is going through adolescence at nine. So mm-hmm. then, then from the 12-year-olds, I would start like the 13, 14, and take them all the way up to the 18-year-old and then the 21 all the way up. So there, there's no limit to anybody going through okay. it. There's, has, there's a beginning, Mom. And I always say, to the mothers, especially with the little ones, little teeny ones from the four, five, six, and seven year olds, they want they don't want to be left. Mothers, please go through it with them, if you have the time. If you not have to go to work and things like that, I can understand it. And I always set it according to the mother's schedule. If the schedule is similar to them being with the child, see, because some children don't want to be left or something of that nature. Like I say, I I, I don't have a babysitting. Part of it, but the mother and daughter can go together. We I started that years ago because I had the girls' rights of passage, and then the mother said, We don't have a right to passage. And then I started the uh, mother's rights of passage. Some some things in the mother's rights of passage, the young girls cannot be a part of because okay. we're going to be talking about some very serious things, right? And so, uh, but with the girls' rights of passage, the mother can be a part of because, you know, we're not. Talking about these really damaging mm-hmm. things in that part. So yeah, that that four or five you know area, um, you know, if they're big girls and ready, you know, they have confidence and stuff. If not, I'll build it up. So, but then if the mothers want to go through it with them, oh sure. Yeah, by all means, like Doctor Khan was saying, the fathers go through it with the with the sons, and so uh, the mothers can go through it with the daughters if they're able to do so.
4: Okay. Great, great.
2: Man. I don't yes, you know yes. if uh, well uh, I don't know if Eric is still here with us. If he has any questions or comments, but uh, go ahead, um, Mama yeah, yeah. Yes, what what give I was out, saying give about give the... out your information too? Because we oh, have sure. about fifteen
5: minutes yet left, so give out your okay. information. Yes, ma'am. Finish with this, and then I'm gonna give out the information. We have okay. the orientation for we have the orientation for the rites of passage. I used to um, go, you know, it started in Houston because I'm from Houston. My charter started in Houston. We Umrah Girls' Rights of Passage It started in Houston. From that time forward, then I was traveling in and around Texas, helping and assisting other communities and community centers and churches start their Girls' Rights of Passage from Galveston to San Antonio to Dallas for work. You know, many different places I would drive around and assist these sisters. And so. Therefore, they say, "Well, why don't you start your own?" I was sister Nimmer, and I started my own in Houston in 1997. So then, from that time, you know, start traveling, uh, going to Baltimore, Maryland, you know, different places, uh, being a part of what they was doing in Baltimore, taking our, our children to the Great Blacks and Wax, and in Baltimore, in different places, going on these tours. So therefore, you know, it just got bigger and bigger. Of going to uh, rights of passes workshops in DC and Houston and Baltimore. And so learning other techniques and other things to do and, you know, just combining myself with brothers and sisters that had rights, rights, uh, passes and rights to pass all over from New York on. So what I'm saying is that when I did my orientation, a lot of mothers did not know what questions to ask. So I wrote down some questions. They had questions, but they, they was first of all, they wanted, how much is it and you know, all that. And this that's the first thing they want to know. And it's coming out of yeah. my pocket, what I got to say. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I said. I said we'll get to that, and we can definitely work out something, you know, because this right, to, right to pass, right of passage, is for our village children, and it's not like you don't have this astronomical price where a child won't be able to do a, to come. There are some other things that we can do, but I would say in the orientation, I said, okay, first of all, one of the questions that a, a mother would want to ask is, what is a right of passage? What is it? You know, we, we never learn about a right to passage in school. What do you mean by a right to passage? And why do we need to take a right to passage? And some sisters that would, would bring their children or even come themselves, you say, I belong to a sorority. I belong to a sorrow. A and that's like a right to passage to us. I say, well, the person's not going to give you the, the history of where that came from. You will learn where that came from if you go through the right to passage, especially with names. And so, you know, they were going about that's why I break down what is the right to pass and why do we need to have it in the 20th century and then in the 21st century. Why do we even need this? So we, we absolutely, desperately do need it. So I'm going to go ahead on and give out. Those of them that want to know more about a right to pass or right to pass, they can definitely give me a call, uh, touch faces with me on my email. They can look at my bio on, on the website. And the, uh, the, the the information on the website is, Women in a circle of healing.com. Women, that's with W M E N in a Circle of Healing.com. You'll see me, some some other my rights, um, you know, students and some parents and some things that we've done, still upgrading it. And then also they can reach me at my phone number, 937-772-7454, seven four five four. Nine three seven 772 7454. They can email me at Women in a Circle of Healing, same as the website, Women in a Circle of Healing at Outlook.com. Those of them that want to know about African spirituality and the divineness of women can email me at egg bay lola at yahoo.com. Egg bay is like an egg e-g. B E T T T I T I the woman the sister named Lola L O L A at Yahoo dot com. You want to know more about absent spirituality. And you can also, like Dr. said earlier, you can text me, let me know who you are and what is your topic, what would you like to know, and that type of thing, and we can go from there. I also do what they call consultation that is um, spiritual consultation, which people used to call, or still do call a reading. And I call mm-hmm. it spiritual consultation because I basically deal with the spirit. We deal with spirit here. And spiritual consultation, you can call me. You can call me for um, that as well. You can call me for that as well. And uh let me know that, excuse me, you can call me for that as well. And let me know that you are interested in knowing um, about what what's a life path or something of that nature that you want to know about uh, for yourself privately, please so you can definitely let me know that as well. And uh, I have a, a system, a program for women, that I always say that i got to lose these 10 pounds because I live up north <laughs> in Ohio, and when it's snowing and I'm locked in the house, <laughs> yeah. and I'm... And I'm baking and cooking and cooking and baking. <laughs> yeah. And I always say, and then spring coming, oh, Lord, I done gained these 10 pounds. And everybody that know me say, you always talk about losing 10 pounds. <laughs> and I say, <laughs> because I don't venture out the door if I could help it in snow. Me, myself in snow, I love it. It's beautiful. I step out, inhale the cold air to clear my lungs, and I rush back in the house. And I say I'm still tropical. I come from the Gulf of Mexico, and I'm still tropical. And when I go out there in there's snow, oh my God! It's like I, I can't take it. And I've been here 20 years, and I still I just I just can't take it. So I'm in here baking and cooking, and oh my stews and <laughs> soups and <laughs> casseroles, <laughs> and, and and experimenting with my grandmother's tea cakes. You heard of you know of the tea cakes, Mama? So I'm like, oh, the I'm tea cake? tea cakes, My... yes, ma'am, tea cakes. Yeah. So I make tea cakes, right? I make these tea okay. cakes. And I bring it to the family reunion in June. So I have me at the family reunion in June. And I'm like, oh, God, I didn't need to. Oh, I two need to me to tea cakes. So every year I say, by spring, oh, God, these 10 pounds. So I'm saying to them, so, I say design, design something, design something for the system. You know, you're probably not the only one going. On.
0: <laughs>
5: so I put together a system. Of course, I work out, I lift weights, I do a, do a lot of things, and to keep myself okay. going. And so, but I have a system for sisters that is is, is looking to uh, get themselves back in balance. May may want to not just lose weight or something of that nature, but get themselves back and about, It's not so much the losing of the weight as it is to get yourself in good health. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Mm-hmm. When you get yourself in good health and feel healthy, you don't even worry about any losing of the weight. I'm just throwing some stuff in that's that was trying to cut in. So I'm just saying I do have that system. It's called Well Women Weight Management Program. Well Women Weight Management System is the name of it. Well Women Weight Management System. So I have a system for sisters uh get with me on that weight issues or any kind of thyroid or anything that has to do with sisters and now they are you know talking about sisters that had a perm permanent perms and yeah. uh, you know I, I still have locks and and i've been having my i've been having my locks for over thirty three thirty four years and so what I tell sisters that Long ago I did, I, you know, before that it was Afros and little baby Afros. But now they're telling sisters about this perm, this dark and lovely and Revlon, you know, all this stuff mm-hmm. that the sisters put in their hair. And now they're, they're coming out like they did to Johnson & Johnson to let them know that, you know, those uh, uterine cancers and the fibro tumors and all. You know what? Okay, we got to let you know. It came from this. And so I was telling mm-hmm. them, I'm looking at sisters. And other people that put the some kind of wig cap on their head, right? Some type of wig, yeah. It looks like they scalp. It looks it looks like this. Yes. So I deal with hair, skin, and nails, and um, and, and especially with the scalp. I definitely um work with sisters that had had the alopecia and the scalp issues. And especially okay. looking at them putting that that scalp thing on, and then putting that wig on, and it looks like they scalp. But it's not their scalp. So what have you did to the poor? What have you done to the poor? And they put that need to. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they and they
2: put glue. I can't believe it. They put glue oh, all on wow. they, around the I sides, right, all on their skin. I'm like,
5: wow, that's poison. Do, do you hear me? Now, you know, back in the day at church when we were little, we knew when, when grandma and grandma friends, we knew when they had a wig. <laughs>
1: Right, right.
5: We, kn- we knew when they slapped the wig on, okay? And, but they mm-hmm. have to still breathe. <laughs> yes. But, but these sisters, these sisters that is, you know, for beauty or for whatever it is, fashion or something, uh, or what they call that, they're, they're destroying. The, and it also, I was talking, I was doing a lecture on hair, skin, and nails years ago, and I was speaking about, that you the brain cancer the cancer of the brain mm-hmm. that you have locked your brain up with this type of thing. So I I have that talk as well, and you know of course I do sisters readings that that speak about that and and the trauma that they went through from doing that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. So please contact me uh, and anyone that has any issues concerning their hair and skin nails or any other uh, health issues. i I have to give my uh, disclaimer that I'm not a medical doctor, but I do naturopathic uh, uh, healing and consultation. My doctorate is, I am Dr. V. Malika Sabah. I am Dr. Sabah. And my doctorate is in in religion and theological studies with an emphasis on indigenous religion. That is my Mm -hmm. doctorate. Mm -hmm. But because our people is so because our people are the ones that is, is plagued with so much of this, it started with the black woman. This started with the black woman. That started with the black woman. They brought this age, They brought this, they brought that. Because mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. a lot of our sisters, unfortunately, mama, they believe this. Mm-hmm. A lot of them believe we the one that started all of this. We the one that brought mm-hmm. all this to the people. You see, oh no, 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 no. So I'm just saying that those that feel that way or feel like they have low self-esteem and need to speak to someone, you know, other than myself and others, whoever you have as a medical or health care physician that you can talk to or reach out to, it does not have to be me. Please be, be, feel free to do that so you can get the help and the aid you need.
2: Ashe. Ashe. Well, we want to thank you again uh, yes, for joining please. us. And we're going to continue this. And we appreciate you, we appreciate uh Baba Doctor uh Khan and uh, mm-hmm. keep up the good work, keep keep it keep it going. And we yes, we're mm-hmm. gonna uh come together in, in a circle. Mm-hmm. And I I, yes, I would mm-hmm. like the, I'm gonna put a, a show together with some more other powerful women and we can yes. come on here and mm-hmm. So we, we we gotta do some things here. And I appreciate, I appreciate you. you and thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, you for giving yeah, us your I appreciate time.
5: you too. Yeah, I appreciate I'm and I also I I wanna call you one day next week. Uh, uh brother gave me your your number. Is it okay if I okay. give you a buzz? Yes, oh sure, sure, sure. Oh, oh, oh so, sounds good. And I so appreciate you and I I think brother I the uh let him know that Sister Kaya who brought me together with Brother Arik, and then him—he he bringing me together with you and your audience. I want to thank him so much as well. These young people—I used to say that on, when we, they first did the YouTube the channels—and long ago, we only we saw—and then on the Facebook and all the social media, we saw our young people beating each other up, pulling off wings, pulling off clothes—you know, just disrespecting each other. Now, fast forward to the day, there are so many young brothers and sisters that have platforms that is doing serious research and it's bringing yes. that research. Do you see the difference? And yes, I do. The day, I, yeah. How they used to just tear each other up. And today they're just just fast forward these the the, the, the they have sank with the knowledge of the ancestors and you got little baby bins and baby Clarks and you know uh, you know the sisters is like <laughs> Francis Crest. and I'm like you know mm-hmm. I could just sit back and smile you know because these brothers and sisters today they are really do they read I said man they do better research than me
0: you know they do
2: they do I love it too. I go, I go on their platforms
5: and listen to them. They don't, they serious.
2: When Man, they,
5: they, they do some serious research It's some information that they have in their packages and on their site. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. This. Yeah, You yeah. See that. So I thank these young people. And a lot of times when I speak to them, I say, first and foremost, I want to apologize to you and your and your age and your, um, you know, your your group, your tribe, or whomever, because a lot of our, we seniors, our elders have failed you. And if that's all that is, mm-hmm. is that, you know, they say children that hurt has been hurt children. And so people that mm-hmm. hurt have been hurt. So therefore, a lot of times, you know, we may see that our mother let us down, the father let us down. You know, we went through a lot of the trauma and everything. So somebody has to say, you know, I'm sorry about about this, regardless of what may have happened. You don't know. You don't need to know. But if these children are mm-hmm. acting out it's the reason that they're acting out. Yeah. Uh
2: Aaron, y'all you want
1: to say something before we leave? Yes, we can hear yeah, you. I can hear yeah, I I wanna okay. say I I accept the apology and uh and we forgive y'all. And we forgive that. And, and, and we're gonna yeah. take the baton. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna take the baton and we we're gonna carry on. Mm-hmm. And I wanna yes. say uh Beverly started the uh the vibe with the water and the birds. And I want to bring oh. in another tentative. And the next time you're on Mama, yeah, yeah, please uh, go into this the next time and that is all the turtles of Turlin, Turtle Island, Galveston, Mexico.
0: Oh, yeah. And, uh, yes, and I then,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then um uh, and then uh you know, uh thank you and Baba Khan so much and uh and all the participants on uh, Kwame Sun Horse and uh and Beverly, they keep on the table hot. And we we really really appreciate you and love that. And uh, yes, I, I have uh, to forgive myself and a lot of others, you know that I I blame uh, a lot of trauma within myself on them. And so yeah, I have to uh, you know go and uh, redo all that. And I, and I love and I love doing as I as I move to do it. It feels good. It feels really good. <laughs>
3: you know. I oh, go and cook myself really something
1: good because I've cleansed that and that. Now I'm ready to eat some good nourishment and move on. You know, mm-hmm. to the next person. Get that. Get all that trauma. And get all the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in, uh, mm-hmm. in the pains in the joints and stuff. That's where it be coming from. But I don't feel good. I know what it is. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna say this. I was I was on a farm in Michigan not too long ago with some cowhows. All right. <laughs> and, and I would deal with them a joints, you know, holding them in them grudges and all that stuff that I got, all that hidden anger. And then when I come yeah. outside, they see me and they start backing up. <laughs> all right. Now let's
3: reverse that.
1: Let's reverse that. Some of them days in Michigan where the sun be shining, I go out there in the woods. I'll be laying yeah. down on the grass, listening to the shy day and, you know, buffing my music. And then, and then I go feed them and they come up to me and they want to lick my hands because they know oh, I got God. treats on them. Right. <laughs> They know the vibrations <laughs> yeah. one, day, one day y'all They seen me and they ran They actually ran
0: <laughs> 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 they, <laughs> go out.
1: they ran Okay so yeah That's how sensitive this stuff is And I and I sure appreciate the conversation And uh, look forward to continuing more And thank, thank all of us again Bless
5: it. Thank yes, you thank God. Thank you, thank, Mama. I'll, contact, I'll you. contact you. I'll contact you one day next week and I'll talk to you one on one. Okay.
2: Thank you. All, All right. right. Love, take everyone. care, everyone.
5: family. Thanks for listening. Take care, yeah. family. <laughs> take, take care, family. Family out there, take care. We love you dearly. Give thanks and praise to His love today. All right. God love, I check.